0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back. This week, Pashas I wanted to speak about two mitzvahs in this week's Pasha that we don't talk about often. The mitzvah of um, Laisikhaim and Laisitar, the halachas of Nekama and Etira. And we'll combine in this topic being that it's a quasi-Hashkatha topic, so we'll combine the halacha and the Devaratira all in one. So the pasik is Laisikhaim or you shouldn't take nakama, uh typically translated as revenge, and you shouldn't have natira, which would be translated as holding a grudge in your heart against the people of your nation. So, what exactly is nakama? What is natira, And how do we avoid them? Rashi explains both of them in a interesting circumstance. Both of them, he 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 gives it one example to explain both of them. His story is that someone wanted to borrow a shovel from his friend. So he goes to his friend and says, Shmuel, can you lend me a shovel? Shmuel says, no, I don't want to lend you a shovel. So first thing is, why did Shmuel refuse? So Shmuel could have refused. It didn't have to be maliciously. Shmuel refused because simply didn't want to lend it out. Uh, He was worried it will get ruined. All kinds of reasons why he might have had, why he didn't want to lend it out. So there didn't have to be anything nefarious about why Shmuel didn't want to lend it out. He didn't want to lend it out. The very next day, the same friend, Shmuel, who who refused, approaches the refusee and asks to borrow a bucket. So here it depends what the reaction of this person will be. If the man says, no, I refuse to lend you the bucket the same way you, Shmuel, refuse to lend me the shovel, that's Nakama. He's taking revenge. He's repaying one bad deed with another bad deed in order to take revenge. If he says, Yes, actually, I will lend you the bucket, but look here, I'm not like you. I do lend my friends. By doing that, he's over on Natira. Why is he over on Natira? Because he kept the anger and the grudge in his heart during this time, and when he had the opportunity, he expressed it. So Natira is holding the anger, holding the grudge in your heart and expressing it, and the king is actually taking action, so to speak, uh, to re- repay one bad deed with another bad deed. Now, we'll examine the tumitzis and see how they apply, but let's look at this example that Rashi gave because it's something very interesting. What's interesting is that it's not exactly your classic case of revenge as you would imagine it. The first person didn't hit, didn't insult, didn't say and hara, he didn't do anything so severely bad, which are the, generally what comes to mind when we think of taking the comma, no. He refused to do a favor. He refused to do a favor, perhaps for decent reasons, not even out of any particular hatred. So he refused to do a favor, number one. Then the person who is repaying this bad deed isn't really doing anything. He's not hitting him back. He's not embarrassing him. All he's doing is refusing to do something. He's refusing to lend his things. There's no Misa. We generally, a loisase has a mice as an action. Here there's no action. There's actually the lack of an action, and yet there are ever loisitim. And likewise, by natira lending the bucket is okay. What What's the problem saying or thinking that I'm not like you? Holding the anger in the heart is the Averim. So this is a very powerful thing to consider. Both these averas, which are loisaseis in the just like any other, you know, equivalent to... Uh, eating chazir, I mean, it's all I say, are both essentially because of something which is in our hearts. You have to kind of do something, which would be either not to land or say I'm not like you, but there's no actual action. And if a person takes action, action, it's even worse. But simply the expression of the grudge or the expression of the hatred of of the hakpada by not doing something or saying I'm not like you is the Aver of Nakama and Natira. So let's let's see examine a lot of different applications of this and see how, how this works. Sometimes after a person wrongs you they want something from you. Or a person does something bad to you or they they wrong you and then they want a favor from you. Now here you can be in an interesting situation. You want to refuse to do the favor, but not particularly out of anger or grudge, simply because perhaps you would refuse other people as well. And here's the interesting thing. You would do it for a friend, but not for a regular person. And this person has clearly demonstrated that they're not your friend, right? So that's the question is, can are you allowed, is that also to come in a the by when you use the action the person took against you to, as a defining point of your relationship, say, look, you know, I thought we were friends, clearly we're not. I do this kind of thing for friends. I don't just do this for anything, for anybody. So is this a problem? So some can hold, doesn't make a difference. If you're doing that, that's Natira. You're holding anger in your heart, you're holding a grudge. But most say, no, that's not the rule. The rule is clear. It really depends on what your motivation is. If what's motiv- motivating your reaction If the reason why you're refusing is the grudge in your heart, that's your motivation, you really are upset at them, then it's an isra of natira and it's not allowed. But if simply you're not doing it because you don't do this kind of thing for most people, then, and you know, you don't have a special reason to do it for them, if they would be a close friend, you would, they're not your close friend, clearly, so you won't, then that's not natira. You're not acting out of anger. You're not acting out of a grudge. You just simply have no reason to do this favor for them. Being that it really depends on a very fine line on of you know emotions which are kind of hard to pin down. And this is a question of an ishmenatera. So that's so so fascinating. The difference between an ishmenatera or not an ishmenatera and the reaction is it nikama or is it not nikama is really dependent on what is going on in your heart. That's what's so hard about this mitzvah, among other things. So again, according to most Paiskim, you can define your someone, someone as not your friend due to their actions and treat them as you would anyone, anyone else, but if the motivation is a grudge, it's usher. And certainly if a person says, listen, I would do it, but you've demonstrated you're not my friend, that certainly would fit into tira and the kama. So, but the thing is, does the terror really expect you to just forget whatever it is that the person did to you? We'll discuss in a moment if there's a difference what kind of action they took against you. But assuming that no matter what they did to you, Hashem wants you to forget about it, overlook it. Does does Terry really expect that? The Rishonim and contemporary Halacha Chaim writes about this a lot. And he says like this. There's a distinction, and this is important. Immediately after a person's been hurt, it's normal for them to be angry and worked up. And this is called Halei Reiseach. The heart is still bubbling, it's fuming. And while that is going on, while you're still in anger mode, there's no isser of Nekema and Atira. You know, obviously there's good medus and hold yourself back and control yourself, fine. But you're not over anything if you act out of that anger. If that, you know, makes you not want to help them or, 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 or hold the grudge in your heart and tell them, you know, I'm different than you, all that, you're not over that. You're still in the middle of your halev v'eseach. You're in the middle of the, the anger. When are these iserum applicable after a significant amount of time has passed, and this is, you know, it depends on exactly what was done, how much time is necessary. But if enough time has passed and most people have cooled down, they've cooled down the initial shock and anger. They're not angry, but, but it's a grudge. You know, now it's what's, uh, revenge is, is best served cold. So now, now it's, uh, it's something which is a grudge and it's just, you know, sitting there in your heart. And there the terror obligates us, no grudges, don't hold a grudge. And this is not only for big tzaddikim, it's not for the Chabot Chaim or for the Chazenish, it's for every single Jew, starting from the age of Chinach and on. And apparently, we can do this. What Hashem expects from us is to work on ourselves to accept that what happened is Hashem's doing. We can, apparently, control our minds and actions so that we don't act out of a- hatred or anger. Now, the other person is expected to ask Mechila, and we don't have to forgive them until the other person requests that we, we forgive them. But even though we have not forgiven them, that means we're expecting an a apology. We can't hold a grudge or hatred in our heart to the point of taking action on it. So let's go back to that question. What does this or only apply to the cases given by Rashi? What are those cases? Someone refuses to do you a favor. Someone refuses a monetary kind of issue. Or does it even apply when they take action against you? They insult you, or even worse, they physically hurt you. So some Rishenim say that the Pasik says, you can't take revenge against people of your nation. And the rule is that when someone does an Avera b'mezid, they do it malevolently, they, they insult you or they hurt you, they lose the status of B'nei Amecha. If they don't, they're not B'nei Amecha. So therefore they say, you're not over L'Azikim and Sitar when someone does that kind of Avera against you. Others explain that on an insult or an injury, the Torah wouldn't expect us to be able to overlook it and not hold it against the perpetrator. However, the Chavetz Chaim writes that being there is a about this, and he writes that most give, agree that Daver applies even when an insult or an injury has been sustained. We have to be stringent because it's an iser dairaisa. And we have to consider this also an iser of the keep even though it's a because a person insulted us, a person hurt us, we still have to be able to tamp down the grudge and not act on it. Now, even if we were to assume that there's no isher of the or the there's no isher to take revenge, it's always important to realize, it might not be a say, but it's a tremendous chus to overcome the hatred, to clear our hearts, to be a big person. This is referred to as ma'vir al Someone who doesn't demand that every action gets an equal and opposite reaction, doesn't demand justice and retribution, and retribution doesn't even hold it in their hearts. That's a tremendous chus. There's a famous story with Rav Zalman of Vilozhn, who was the younger brother of Rav Chaim of Vilozhn, as it's both students of the Gra, and he was assumed to be even a greater genius than his brother. When he was very young, young child, he overheard one man asking another for mechila on Arabian Kippur. The man refused to be Michael because, he said, you know what you did. You were mighty Shema. You said something untrue about me, and I'm not obligated to be Michael you. So Rav Zalman, the little boy, spoke up and he says, you know, the Gemara says that Yerushalayim was destroyed because they weren't Mavir Ami They didn't. They weren't. They didn't go beyond the letter of the law. They, they stuck to their things, and they were Machbid. They wanted every every uh, every bad thing done against them to be repaid in kind. So he says, doesn't make sense. The Navi, when it goes through all the Averis Yerushalayim did, why they merited destruction, they did some serious Averis. Did how could it be that the reason they were destroyed is because they, they didn't go beyond the letter of the law? They didn't do Lufnim Bishurah Sadin? They weren't Mabram Midaisa? So he says, the answer clearly is, is that as long as they forgave their friends and didn't hold them to task for every insult and sin, Hashem did the same with them. He overlooked their sins. But once they started to be makbid. They started to hold them to task, Hashem did the sin, and then took justice, dealt that justice for all their greater sins. The man heard this, immediately had a change of heart, and he forgave his friend, and they hugged on the spot. That's what the story says. Rav Moshe Kordaviro, the Ramak who lived at the time of the Beis Yosef, they davened in the same shul, there's a big Mekobel, he writes that the best way for our sins to be atoned for is to be Mavra al He says, don't fast, don't inflict pain upon yourself, eat, drink, enjoy life, just don't hold a grudge. Not taking action or words against those who wronged us, accepted in peace. He says, wouldn't we choose this over all and any other punishments that Hashem could chas demand for our errors Moving on. Interestingly, the same way there is a hetter of teyeles for Lashon Hara, you're allowed to say Lashon Hara when it's necessary, when it's a teyeles, when it's for a good reason. There's actually a hetter of teyeles for Nekim and Natera as well. There's a hazard to take Nekamo or to hold a grudge when there is a, something positive that will come out from that. What's an example? One example is that if a person, let's say, wronged us, but we're worried they're going to continue to do it. And unless we take action against them to demonstrate the wrongness of their actions, they're not going to stop. So for example, let's say someone spoke Lashon about us and we know they're just going to keep on doing it. And it's damaging us. So we want to reprimand them publicly. We want to call them out on it in front of other people. And we know that by doing that, they'll be embarrassed and they won't do it anymore. Now, embarrassing them in that way would both be Nikimo and Tira. But there's a TLS. You're going to stop them from, from hurting you. Stop, stop them from saying Lashon Hara about you. So this is technically allowed. But again, it's so important. It has to be with the right intention. And that's actually the same thing about Lashon Hara. TLS is only allowed if that's our intent. And here again, it's a tricky emotion to deal with, obviously, and if it's the wrong intent, it's a to say. And again, it also has the same rule by Lashon Hara, that it's only allowed when there's simply no other way to prevent the person from continuing, continuing to sin against you in this way. If there is another option, we're obligated to do that, like sometimes approaching the person's or rabbi and asking them to intervene is a better option, then we're obligated to do that and not take the comma. The Avera of Nakama and Natira is applicable even if the person didn't sin against you. Now, certainly, if he insulted or refused to help a relative, a sibling, a spouse, it is equally included in the Avera of Nechima and Natira for, for us to take action against them or, or even to refuse to help them. But if, even if the person is not related to you in any special way, but you witness one person sinning against another person, being stingy, refusing to help, or being nasty and insulting them, and then that person, the offender, approaches you, and you want to refuse to help them, because now you don't like them. They're bad people. So this is also an Isra of Nakama and tira. But there is a fine distinction here. If it's like we're just taking it upon ourselves to be, punish them for their misdeeds, it's not hatred, it's L'shem shemaim, right? Now this is a very bad idea, but it's not an Isra of kama, because that's not Nakama, it's just you know, ill-advised action, but it's it's not Nakama. if you're truly doing it for that reason. But if you have developed a distaste and, uh, you know, just a dislike to that person through witnessing their actions and you act according to that, that causes you to act against them, that would be an avera of Nakama and tirah as well. Another interesting application. Paiskim writes that if a person didn't attend your simcha, you made a brist, you made a bar mitzvah, chasana, and a person, you at them if they didn't attend. And because of that, you don't attend their simcha. So this can also be an isra of nekema or natira. But they say it depends. If you don't just attend anybody's simcha, because you don't, you don't have time to go to people's simchas, so what you do is you only go if you have an obligation. One obligation would be it's a family member, or it's someone who came to your simcha. So you're not going to their simcha, not because you want to take revenge, you just don't feel any obligation to go. And it's just like kind of a matter of policy. That's not an act of holding a grudge. That's permitted. But if the reason why you're not doing it is because you want to show them they didn't come to yours. You're not going to come to theirs. Or if you go and you point that out to them, look, I came to yours. That would be in the comma or in the Tira. And from this application, we can you know see how this can be applicable to many things. Here's another thing. What if you have been going out of your way to help someone. You've been going out of your way to be their friend, call them off and make them food, do all kinds of things. And then they do something bad to you. So maybe you want to stop and you'll think, look, they obviously don't appreciate how I'm going out of my way to be nice to them. I don't do these kind of things for everybody. I'm doing it specially for them and they don't appreciate it. I don't do this for people who don't appreciate it. Is that permitted? So this thought process would be permitted, essentially, because it's true. You don't have to go out of your way. But again, it's very hard to truly control one's emotions. And if the motivation would be to take revenge, it would be an esoteriasis. So maybe the correct approach in this situation would be like this. First, continue. First, continue doing what you've been doing. Continue it for a little while. After that, you say, look, think to yourself, okay, and now I've continued. I'm not like right afterwards. I've given myself some time to cool down. So now I can then decide if you want to stop or not. And then you can perhaps then have the ability to make a rational decision that, you know, I'm just not obligated to do this. I don't need to do this. If this error goes so far that if you know that someone needs help and they didn't actually approach you, but it's the kind of thing where you normally would pitch in and help them, like they're moving and they need help moving and or whatever, something like that. It's the kind of thing where typically you would you lend a hand, you would call, can I take your kids, can I help you with the moving, can I help you with the packing, whatever it is. You normally would do it, and you don't want to do it because you're holding a grudge. Reb Chaim to Shlita that? that's also Nakama or an the They said they didn't even ask you, but you're not doing it for that reason. Likewise, to even do a favor, but limit it significantly because of a grudge. Like they ask you to lend them something and you're only gonna lend them for an hour because you know, you're just not happy with them, that's also in the coma. So then there's other situations. The person has wronged you and you know it's difficult, you're angry at them, you're upset at them, and they wanna send you a gift. Do you have to accept that gift? You don't have to accept that gift. That much you don't have to do. That's not in the comma in the tier Of course, again, we need to be great big people. We need to overcome it. We need to get the anger out of our heart. But that's not Nekama. To not refuse to accept a gift is not Nekama. That's not Nethira. There is a kind of nakama which is permitted. You know what that is? To do good to the other person. Give them gifts, do them favors, and so on, until the other person feels bad or stupid that they hurt you. This is, this is one nakama that's allowed. The Pasik says, If your enemy is hungry, feed him bread. Additionally, if someone hurts you and thinks you don't know, like they said Lush and Hara about you, you're allowed to tell them that you know and you're aware of it. And even though that's going to make them feel bad and you want to make them feel bad, that's not in the Kama. You're allowed to let them know. One of the Talmidim of the Vilna Gain, or of the Nasha he was invited to give a drasha in a neighboring city's shul. So he got up to speak, and all the time, the Chachamim and Khashiv, the people of the city were excited to hear what he had to say, but unfortunately, there was one person who had some issue with what he was saying, and began to scream in the middle and argue and say, this is incorrect, Hashkafa, and he embarrassed him, and so on. So he was immediately silenced by the president of the shul, and Rav continued as if nothing happened. After he finished and was walking out, this same person, still didn't learn, came over and he said, I hope you don't come back and say these crooked Hashkafas here. So the rabbi the shul who was escorting him out of Shlomo Luria Zetzal, he was amazed how Rav Menashe had absolutely no reaction at all for this person. It was as if nothing happened. He asked Rav Menashe, how do you do it? How can you overlook this kind of chutzpah? Rav Menashe didn't say anything. As they were walking outside, there was a cow on the street being led by someone, and the cow bumped against Rav Luria, and he fell down. So Rav Menashe helps him up, he dusts him off, and then he asks him, Rav Luria, are you angry at the cow? So O'Leary really was surprised. He says, how can I be angry at the cow? It doesn't have seichel. So Vinashe said, that's how I approach people who wrong me as well. Happens to be. This is something that says clearly in desire. Because it's, it's difficult when someone chooses to hurt us. Very difficult to view this as the hand of Hashem. After all, this person made the choice to hurt me. How can I get past that? He's malicious. How do we apply a Muna to be able to control our anger and frustration to see the truth? And the Zayr says this exact same thing. He says that if we get angry at a person who wronged us, it's like a dog which has the nature to bite the stick when you hit it with a stick, meaning it's a lack of perception. The stick is not the problem. The one holding the stick is the one doing the hitting. If a person has hurt us, it's, that person is merely a pawn in the hands of Hashem who has chosen to inflict this pain upon us for whatever reason. There's only one address where everything originates and true Amunah doesn't differentiate between a person hurting us or a tree falling and, and, and a branch hitting us. It's all the same. And the fascinating thing is that Hashem demands this of us. This is a real chiyuv. And as we've discussed, it can apply in so many situations and so many fine lines where you know a little, the wrong kind of intention really makes a difference between Nikima and not tira and not Have a good night and a good Shabbos.